I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'd be all yours if my mind didn't wander. I've got scars from my life before you. So what is that? The longest pre-show ever of all time. Ever. But yo, what up? Welcome back to Extra Gravy. Mm. It's your boy Marlon. I'm Jason. We're joined here. Yes. With a prestigious man. A man of many talents. A man of many talents. (laughs) A jack of all trades, a master of some. What? Master of some. Master of many. Basketball could you could use a little jump shot tutorial. I believe if you look at the clip, I hit my three. Oh, we going to do that? (laughs) Receipts? (laughs) We have Shane Sterling here. Thank you for coming through. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. If you guys do not know Shane Sterling, let them know about you, sir. Well, um, things that you might know about me, uh, director, designer, Mm -hmm. social convener. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done a little bit of this, a little bit of that. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, I'm... uh, Mainly focused on uh, being a very authentic storyteller from the very start. Uh, been lucky and blessed at a very, very young age to be kind of empowered to help define some brands that I uh, love deeply. Yes. And continue to work with. So that is, That's how I know you. Yeah, you for sure. You are like the, the brand elevator in the city. Thank you. As far as like reaching the audiences that these brands sometimes have well most times have trouble reaching yeah for sure you seem to bridge that gap very well why do you think that is well i came up during a period of time you know being being back in my day no no like (laughs) like during a period of time where hip-hop was just breaking through Mm -hmm. right and i was one of the kids that was brave enough to go why don't i just walk into an office and ask these questions Mm -hmm. uh a lot of people are afraid of right of doing that and I'm not afraid to take the shot. You know what I mean? And you talked okay, about Kobe. you talked about basketball. It's like I love to take the shot. Mm-hmm. I always wanted the ball in my hands. Definitely. So the worst that you'll hear is no. Right? Worst that you hear. But if you can prepare enough. Well, fuck no is pretty yeah, I've never heard that. Fuck no is <laughs> no. that's unprofessional. It's like <laughs> right? I was like, you say fuck no, like wow, <laughs> right. what, what the is this? Hell? Yeah, like, but it was it, it was I like I said, okay, if I can pre prepare enough, you want to talk about Kobe. Mm-hmm. If I put together the 
preparation and if I learn from the giants that have come prior to me mm-hmm. and understand where the pitfalls might lay, understand what they did right, understand what they did wrong and have that honest dialogue with myself because mm-hmm. I was the only person doing it. You know what I mean? Um, and I just went out there and I started doing it. Um, so at, you know, so that's the key very, right very there, is like throwing yourself off the cliff like we, we Yeah, but but also putting the 10,000 hours in of mm-hmm. preparation. So me as a kid like I like I had over 240 VHS tapes that had every single Nike television ad wow. ever and I would literally stay up through all basketball games and literally wait to record like my finger on the pause uh, waiting to just tape day. it Good right nice. yes, right vhs just VHS. taping and taping yeah. and taping and great hand and right and and i would study it and then i would work to make money so i could buy magazines at the international press which was like a magazine shop that sold everything from around the world so i could get Nike ads in print in different languages mm. and then take an exacto knife and then cut them out and then mount them and then keep them and then Tickets. study them. And I started doing this at age seven. Wow. That's crazy. Right. Like, it, no, it was like, it's crazy. It's That's like, crazy. it, do, so it dope, doesn't dope. make sense. So, do you know what, what kind of inspired <clears throat> you or led you to that route? Like, well, it some was, people I know have like parents that were that a part of that or, or by accident might well, be. Well, like, I, great interior designers or something like i my parents were and are Mm self-made so my uh my mom has yet to finish grade eight my dad was kicked out of grade 10 from three schools because his hair was too long so (laughs) no (laughs) right so jason's experiencing this current problem at work so so i was never handed a silver spoon i mean i grew up around hustlers and they work their asses off. Um, so work ethic is something that I learned very, very early. But I also was very into television. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, I would get confused of the lessons which I learned from my parents when it was really Uncle Phil. Because I was <laughs> no, so gosh. into television, Straight. whether it be like, you know, um, the the Seavers or whether it be, you know, Fresh Prince or whatever, like yeah, yeah. any popular television show, mm-hmm. the family lessons, I'd be like, oh, that's a great lesson. Great 90s television. Right? Because 90s. my parents worked so much, mm-hmm. I was raised a lot by television. Not yeah. that they weren't there. Like, my, my parents are the best. Nope, I love them. we can all identify but I can definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Especially at being, like, immigrant, yeah. being yeah, first like, generation. Like, my, my mom came over from Scotland mm-hmm. on, as she describes it, a tugboat. Yep. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm a first generation. It's not just you know a movie. You know what I mean, kid. Right, yeah, <laughs> it's right? It's not just a movie. So. I think we're all first generation. Here, right. You know? Probably. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's something that I had to deal with. And then also, like, um, I, I'm different. Like, my parents aren't into sports. I like I was playing all-star rep baseball from age four, played rep basketball, and my dad wasn't an, an athlete. He he swam and he skied. Yeah. So he wouldn't describe those as sports. <laughs> he would say they were recreations, mm. right? Yeah. And my mom can't swim, she can't ride a bike, so she wasn't into sports Ooh, either. So I was I was the weirdo. Damn. So I was big into sports, but then my first painting was hung in a gallery at age three. So I was really good at art. Yeah. But when I would talk art with friends, they would look at me like I'm crazy because, as you see, I'm because I'm wearing J's and <laughs> fitted hats and yeah. bomber jackets, and Wait, they're like, "What are you what doing?" Did you just say about your first art was what? Hung in the gallery at age three. Did you? Yeah. He's Basquiat. 
What the, the golden fuck? child, essentially. So, <laughs> Sorry, I had to pause. So, the, like, Hold on. So the crazy story there, and I didn't remember this. My mom told me. She's like, I got a call from your nursery school. And they said, you have to come in. You have to see what Shane did. And she's like, what did this uh, motherfucker do? She thought you in trouble. She, yeah, she's like this little <laughs> demon, right? And she comes in, and I had done this painting of a horse's head. Mm. And, and it was perfect. Like it was literally a line drawing in paint mm. of a horse's head. And in Dundas, which is where I'm, where I was born, they had a small art gal- gallery there, and they hung it there because it was like a big showing. That's dope. So you that gave me. That? No, 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 no lunchables. No, no, no lunchables. No. No lunch. <laughs> oh my god! I, even I think I got a fruit roll up or two. But yeah, it was it was it was great because it, at a very young age, made me feel that there should be no barriers. Like mm. if you're good, you're good. Yep. So just put it out there. Definitely. So with my art friends going forward, like. They would look at me as weird because I was really into basketball and baseball. Mm-hmm. And then my sport friends looked at me like I was a weirdo or other because, like, I remember clearly playing in an all-star tournament and a kid playing with me that played on my team asked me, he's like, yo, so you go to the art school, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, are you gay? Wow. <laughs> and he was asking, like, not in a, like, in, yeah. in a weird way. Like, he was genuinely curious mm-hmm. Because I was into art, (laughs) that obviously my orientation must be... But your swag was like a real man. Right. Like a real one. (laughs) So it was... I was like, what? And it was so strange because... um, Not that, like... He he should have known, shouldn't have known, because at that age, we're all going through our own own questions and such. But you would think that the sports side would be even more prejudice but the art side was actually <laughs> the one that was the most yeah because i guess they'd feel like you're encroaching on their like, right this jock right, right. so our shit so then in ninth grade we had to learn about critique and the difference between criticism and critique so i would do stuff that always had a very um advertorial edge and it had a very modern aesthetic and they were all very fine artist driven and i'm mm-hmm. very pop culture driven and they would just view me like I was a weirdo. Yeah. So I was always part of these two worlds. And I mentioned that to get back to your question, which is, why were you collecting Nike ads? Mm-hmm. And it was the only place where sports and arts met. seamlessly met. Mm. And it made me feel comfortable. Synergy there. So how people drink to kind of find kind of oneness and mm-hmm. center. I would collect these ads at like an alarming rate, like madness, like pounds and pounds of paper and pulp mm-hmm. were stored in my home for years to make me feel comfortable with myself because so many people made me feel weird out and out of place. Yeah. That's crazy. Dude. That's wild. Right? That's interesting. And to me, it just always made perfect sense. Like it's this perfect marriage between, you know, sport and, and that's crazy art and culture. Because a lot of people just will look at that like, oh, another commercial or another right. advertisement. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, People flip past those in the magazine and people skip channels and look for something to watch in the meantime. With me, the storytelling that was done by them was the most authentic storytelling there was because Mm -hmm. they were the first ones to embrace lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Nike ads in the 90s were like the best... Absolutely. That Bo Jackson? Yeah, they still stand up to Absolutely. Absolutely. So, So that made me feel comfortable and then that really shaped my tone of voice because during that period of time, it was also the point in time where... Like, I have a son, shout out to Kenyon, he's 13 now. At 12, at 12 and 13, like, this is like, 
the point where Spike Lee is now ascended to Malcolm X. He's doing these type of films. Mm-hmm. He's doing these great things. But I know him as the guy from the Nike ads. Yep. So I'm introduced to filmmaking. Money, it's got to be the shoes. Because of money, it's got to be shoes. Money, it's got to be shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. It's got to be the shoes. Oh, money. Why you got to leave me hanging? <laughs> that whole ad was the foundation of my sense of humor and timing. Mm-hmm. Was mm-hmm. that. Crazy. Which to me felt like a perfect transition into Will Smith because he's wearing the Jordan Fives, mm-hmm. the Great Fives, yep, which yep. led me into that type of humor and sensibilities and timing. So when I'm asked to write for brands, it's in that. It's I'm in thinking that about that type of cadence yeah. that it's been ingrained in me. I'm thinking about structure that as being the only kid in my family that loves hip hop. Like I know song structure. Mm-hmm. So and. I'm from downtown Toronto. I'm not a tourist. I didn't move here. I didn't leave mom's house and move to Toronto. Yeah. I like we are recording literally five blocks away from where I grew up. That's sick. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is where? Soron and Queen. Oh. Nice. Soron and Queen. Right between Dundas and Queen. Oh, it's nice. a street called Soron. Um, and when I grew up there, literally outside of my place was two prostitutes and a drug dealer. Proper. And the drug dealer. Normal aesthetic. Shout out to Chris. Right? <laughs> shout out, shout to, out to Chris, the drug dealer with the two pities <laughs> at Fuller Park. Hopefully you uh, ain't at Rikers right now, my <laughs> guy. <you> Chris. <laughs> right? So, yeah, and he was, he was just, yeah. So that was my life experience was these kind of seemingly separate entities all coming together inside me that it it just made sense. So um, that's that's kind of how I do what I do now. But my journey led me, of course, first into music and mm-hmm. and working with artists. Definitely. And when you say, like, we talked about briefly the 10,000 hours, right? Mm-hmm. I know, personally, there are times where I've felt that I was at least at, like, 9,500 hours. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. where it's like, come on. Like, yeah, you're looking can at I the get better? odometer and you're like, can, really? You like, I mean? I'm... I'm pretty good. Like, do you ever feel like you've reached that ten thousand hours? Like, do you feel like you're there now, or I was, was there times where you felt like it before, but you weren't, and something snapped you out of it? Yeah, I, I I'm definitely at my ten thousand hours for certain things, mm-hmm. but because there is no finish line, mm-hmm. you're constantly looking for the for next more. level up. Yep. There's right? never satisfaction. Right, I think as a creative, like. As a, so, creative, as a true creative right. editor, especially so, coming from a sports background. If you're talking about life drawing, illustrate like realism illustration drawings with pencil and pen and all Ooh. that, t- I'm at my ten thousand hours. Like if if someone said you're going to die unless you can draw this, this and make it look like a photo, <laughs> yeah. I know I'm not dying. Okay. I'm good. Good. I'm like good. like it's totally fine. I can do it. And because of those 10,000 hours, I have zero patience for doing that type of art now. Mm. Because I always wanted it immediate. And because, like, my brain was 10 years ahead of where the world was. Mm -hmm. So I was wanting to do video and film when Little X was still doing real film. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, when yeah. I was entering into music videos and directing, mm-hmm. I was like, what do you mean I can't look at it right now? While I'm shooting it. <laughs> While I'm shooting it. Like, that doesn't make sense yeah. to my brain. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, because that's not really done. And if it is done, it's on a monitor, but that's another $20,000 and yeah. we don't have the yeah. budget because mm-hmm. it's a video fact. I'm like, okay, I get it. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and why do I need all these people? Yeah, right. Because that's eating. Too. Like, because you're telling me I don't have the money, so I do. Do do we need all the people? Yeah, you do need all the people. Shit. So like, we just can't get a camera and just go and do it. Mm-hmm. Like, no. It's like, but I did all the casting and I 
came up with the treatment and I directed and I art directed the background and scenery. He's like, if I'm the one person I did 90% of, of this, the fuck's the guy holding the Applejack box over there? The yeah, the PA. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I really enjoyed the fact that he brought Speeding. me my grilled cheese and my chocolate milk, which is essential to all young directors to have. I hate on that every there's set. one person, there's a one PA that's always there just to do speeding. Just to do the... Just yeah. to do... Speeding. Speeding. Yeah. That's yeah. it. I'm like, Clap. really? So that guy. Really? No, they're not useless, but it's it comes from an antiquated time mm-hmm. when that's just the way things were done. So I was always looking to get quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker. Mm-hmm. And because of that um, eagerness and because I was about change... Mm-hmm. I created a lot of friction, right? Mm. Because I wanted things different. Because, like, like it might be strange to listeners, right? But uh, no one believed in Toronto when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, I did. So I was a six foot four white kid taking trips to New New York City, talking greasy (laughs) to Chris Lighty, saying Mm -hmm. that he doesn't know what the fuck he's saying Mm -hmm. and that Toronto's the illest. And he's an idiot for not signing this kid that I told him about yeah. named Aubrey. Mm. And he's like, nah. And I was like, okay, if you don't want to sign the rapper, I know a producer. His name is Matthew. He's incredible. Boy, and and if you don't like him, he's got a buddy named Tyler. Mm. And my he boy likes, Lincoln is really good him. friends with him, and I can put you in touch with him. Mm. And he said, I got Swiss beats. I'm good. <laughs> Swizzy. Swizzy. Right? And I'm like, <laughs> do you know what time it is? <laughs> right? And he didn't buy into me until literally... 10 minutes later, my girlfriend who joined me on the business trip walked mm. in and said, that's you? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh shit, Like you really get a pop in. <laughs> and wow. it was then I flashed back to when I was in ninth grade and I would go play ball at Falstaff and realize that I got ratings because I showed up in the illest gear but could actually play. And my girlfriend would come and she was better than all theirs. And that's how Shane dated Melissa Ford. Thank you guys <laughs> no, for listening. <laughs> no, I didn't, but shout out to her. And shout out to her best friend, Shirlene. Uh, I knew Look them at the very starting, and it was <laughs> incredible. Melissa Ford, Melissa Ford is actually very intelligent. She went to York oh, for I know it. She went to York. She was great. Hey, I bet. She's very good. Yeah, I no, she's, she's incredible. She's incredible. Oh, she's incredible. My, my, my. She's a little older than me, but yes. Hey, I don't care yeah. how old she is. She I wasn't there. I wasn't there. I was more I Pasha, Sasha, Naomi, Jeez. Sarah. I said Pasha, Sasha, Naomi. Hold on, hold on. That so era. That's so wait, when like I was right. in here video. Pasha. You knew some of the people that were on on the set. Pasha's my pa- Pasha was my friend. Pasha was nice enough to always um, hook me up to sit courtside to watch her then boyfriend Mo, Mo Pete. Pete. So Mo Pete. yeah, it was great. I heard that. I don't want to say yeah. it, but we yeah, about we it heard last some, <laughs> Yeah, you know the rest of it, but um. I don't herpes. Know. Uh, what? Yeah, there was rumors no. of herpes. Really? But, um, I don't know. Besides that, she's an inc- <laughs> she's an incredible so wait, young how woman. How many girls did you know in that in the big pimping video? Because I know there were some Not Toronto things in for there. sure. There was well, the, yeah, Sarah, Naomi, uh, <laughs> Sasha, this Rolodex, uh, Cindy, mm. her sister Sharice. Tiffany was there too. Tiffany, yeah. Sharice mm-hmm. Sh- and I worked together at the Nike Toronto store. Oh, dope. And actually, funny Recently? story. 
No, 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 no. Oh, this okay. is years ago. This okay. is like when I was like a teenager. Oh, so, when you were like working. Yeah, at like working the at the oh, Nike. Not yeah, not working for it. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Oh, I was like, a distinct I was a there. merchandiser <laughs> when I was a teenager at Nike. Visual merchandiser. Visual merchandiser. I, I think I, I, was, I was the Let's youngest go. merchandiser they ever had. Yeah. So I'm at Nike, and in walks my hero, Tim Hatfield. Lil X. Lil X walks in. So I'm like, oh my God, this is a guy that I want. Like, like wow. Is Lil He's X like, hair? I, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, like this X. Lil X from this like is Lil black, X like, at his peak. Like, chilling this is, with Aaliyah. This is Lil X, Lil not X. Mr. X. Yes, this is just prior to the Aaliyah yeah. video and stuff like that. So this is just prior to Let's Ride. Ooh. Ooh, so big Toronto track. So. Oh God. In walks Lil X and his girlfriend at the time, X, I'm sorry if I'm wrong about this, but I believe he was Shit. dating Dinesh, who at that point in time was a singer and kind of known around the city okay. and is a really, really well-known choreographer who was in the Aaliyah video, actually. Oh. So Lil, uh, Rock the Boat. Okay. Nice. She was on the plane. And then they asked them all to get off the plane, and then Aaliyah went on the plane that then later crashed. Jesus! This is an extra gravy exclusive! So I was dating Rona, who's Dinash's sister. So I would literally like be like, yo, do you think one time I could like meet Lil X? Because I really want to direct one day. Like I was standing, like like it's a cornball. She's like, whatever, man. She's like, fuck you. So so he walks into the store and I'm like, oh shit. I see Dinah, so this is maybe my chance to maybe first meet, like, my hero. Yeah. You know, like, the idol I had is, mm-hmm. like, since a kid. And uh, he walks around the store, this, that, that, and I say hi to Dinah. She's like, yeah, I'll get him to say hi to you just as we're leaving. I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you so much. So I go to this girl, and I go, yo, you don't know who that is. And she goes, who? And I go, Lil X. And she goes, who the fuck is Lil X? <laughs> and I'm like, director? He did Red Man. I beat at? Hello? Hello? And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, you don't know music video directors? Is there heavy importance weighed on directors for music videos no, back No, no. J- to me, yes. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. I, like, to, for for the me, for public, the rest like, of the world, no. Like, now more so. Definitely. But back then, they're like... So it wasn't like about, all about Hype Williams? No, no, no. Like, those that knew, knew, but a lot of people didn't. Like, it okay. wasn't a common knowledge. It mm. was like, it, if you really dialed into the culture, you knew. Okay. So this girl had no clue. I'm like, wow. yo, he's a big deal. Trust me, trust me, trust me. And she looked at me like I'm an idiot. That girl is, name was Sharice, and she's in the video for Let's Ride because I told her who Lil X is. And, and she shat on she him. Works. HR for Shoppers Drug Mart. No, now, <laughs> now I believe she's married to the guy who used to own Inside, which was Vince Carter's club. Lord Clark. So I think she did okay. She did all right. Yeah. She, did all yeah, right. she got yeah. out good. But she didn't believe me at first, and then I think she later be- believed me. It seems yeah. to be a common theme in your life. Of people, people not, not believing, believing and, then and then going, then wait a second. Yeah. When you know what? That's late. so funny. It, it's it's is too it usually too late? Um, or is no, it sometimes like they're, no, but they're like, catching up with the mainstream people? No, it's like... you. you you know, there was three to four years of like people asking, so what have you done? It's like, well, I work with this guy, his name's Drake, and then being like, I don't know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so you worked with him during the early like, Room for Improvement uh, days. Yeah, I, I was blessed to work with him on the video called Replacement Girl with Trey Songs. His first music his, video. His first music video, Ever. which, yeah, which was um luckily Park. yeah it was we worked very very hard and it was the first ever independent artist on 106 and park the first ever canadian How'd independent that come artist to be about were you guys friends prior or like um 
were you already directing music videos at the time? I had shot a music video for my crew at that point in time. My crew was called Foundation. Oh, your crew? crew. Okay. So, no, it, it's... I did not know Shane had a crew. So it's wild. So I'm learning. It's wild. So I had a concept <laughs> that... And it's funny because I mentioned Chris Lighty. Mm-hmm. And Chris Lighty mm-hmm. was the guy that gave me the concept. This is before me knowing him. But Shout his, but R. his R. God Chris rest Lighty. his soul, mm-hmm. uh, is that he started Violator. And the first time I heard his name mentioned was in a trap called Quest. Yeah. Say, why, it, what would Lighty be if he wasn't such a baby? So his nickname was Baby Chris. So that always jumped out at me. And I had a chance to work for him for two years with Violator and his company. Um, and... Um, what made me think was, I was like, wait a second, like, these artists, especially here in Toronto, they need branding. They need identities. They need someone that are going to champion their story and not turn them into Shaclair. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, shout out to Shaclair because my mm. first working job where I got paid was for Shaclair. Mm. But it felt like a product. It didn't feel like a genuine story. And when I got to know him, I'm like, you're dope. What's this that we're doing? I got a rocket in my right? pocket. Like it, it just felt disingenuous. Mm. So it felt like a product. It felt like they were pushing, mm-hmm. something, pushing something instead of amplifying mm-hmm. his Organically story. Organically coming right. That. So my my thing is, and it's why that I'm sitting here in this building is that this building is here part and parcel and probably solely because of Gavin Shepard. Mm-hmm. And I met Gavin Shepard, and he knew a production team by the name of Tone Mason, and he had this rapper named Juice. <laughs> and and Rochester, Rochester, AKA Rochester AKA Juice. Juice. So meet him share first name actually. Wow, that's good, Jason. <laughs> Jason, yeah. Jason, so, that's very unique. Right? So yeah, so um, Gavin was working with a with a band that he had at the time. It was like a group, and they were called uh, Mixed Nuts, and it was uh, mixed, the mixed nuts. mixed nuts. And the star of that group was a guy, a rapper, a uh, very talented guy by the name of Drex. Who you guys probably know from he runs remix. Oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I know that name. Right. <laughs> Drex, Derek. Yeah. So the my my second like kind of brand building job was working with Drex and his crew. And Gavin worked on that. And then we all started to become close. And then we created this click after working for about a year and I named it foundation with them. Okay. Uh, and I came up with the term built from the ground up and branding it. And then I did the branding for juice and worked on all these things because I thought the only pieces that are missing is really wrapping talented artistry with incredible brand communication so it can amplify their story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then I met incre- incredible rappers like Tona and Jay Stacks and this guy named Drake because they said the guy that made them think that they could do it was Juice. Mm. Because they're like, yo, I didn't know that Toronto Mans could be dope because our only point of reference was the generation prior. Not right. even Cardinal had sparked that. Had sparked it. You know, thought. like no shots at that. Wow. But this is what they're telling me. So I'm like, wow, this is great. So I was doing it. Yeah. So I was doing a casting for Rochester's second video. It was called A New Day. And in walks in this guy with his buddy and i think it might have been jason r johnson i'm not sure okay sure shout out to jason but butter it might not have been but it was drake and a friend okay and the friend was doing most of the talking and i never talked to drake about this but it it came back to me late like later because i found his first demo that he had given me Mm -hmm. and they basically came to me for me to sign them because they wanted to sign to foundation 
And I was like, all foundation is is my iMac. I don't know. Like I got I got the full. They thought it was like a. Because of what they saw was so polished, they thought like I was Puff Daddy. And because we put our branding on it and this that that, it's like the expectations were well. I whatever you're doing for him, I want you to do for me, which I got. But I was living in my mom's house still. Like I just spent all my money on uh, Creative Suite three or whatever it was because back then you couldn't <laughs> even rip CS3, it. CS three guys. CS three. It was like CS3. crazy. So it's like you. It, it was my first ever big purchase, and I like worked my ass off to get it. I spent like eight thousand dollars on the computer and the software, like <laughs> madness. Jesus. Like that was the level of dedication I put into starting. Mm-hmm. Not making it starting. Mm. So he came through, gave, gives me his demo, and I remember clearly him saying, Where's Juice? I'm like, Well, he's not here. And he's Drake like, came in and gave yeah, me yeah. his demo. Yeah, it was him and someone else. And okay. they were both wearing like three quarter length Danier leather, like kind of jackets. I remember that. <laughs> and it was like, Burlington coat. You know what I mean? No, it, it, was, it, was, it was either Roots or. Danier, but it was like very Canadian. Yeah. You know, like you, there was something there and he was wearing like Roots Tough Boots and mm. very Canadian, which is fine. It was yeah. totally cool. And and I remember saying Especially to at him. at that time. Sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like it was fine. But he definitely did not look like Drake. Mm-hmm. He looked more like he was still acting. Yeah. Because he, mm-hmm. didn't, he didn't have a lineup yet. It was still like, he was still, because when you act like you got to look like the character, you, you can't look, look like yeah, you. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? You got to yeah. be that. Like, you know, I'm sure you've had to wear your hair in ways that you wouldn't oh, necessarily yeah, be like, yeah. oh, this is great. So <laughs> I remember him dropping it off and asking where Juice was. And I said, well, he's not here. And he's like, well, how is he picking the girls that are in it? I'm like, well, I kind of good, good taste in girls. So he's good. He's at home. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, okay. Because I guess he wanted to meet him. Yeah. So I remember I got in the car because he had asked for juice. I was like, yo, just so you know, this kid showed up and he brought me his demo. And he's like, so is it good? And I'm like, I don't know yet. I didn't play it. Mm. But I think he's the guy from that Degrassi show. And mm. he's like, oh, and Juice didn't watch that show, so yeah. he didn't know. And I'm like, this is crazy. So I'm like, no, yeah. I, I noticed. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but yeah. I noticed a lot of Toronto people never watched. Never watched Degrassi. Degrassi. Like a lot of us, the first time we most ever of my heard friends were Drake in it <laughs> was on Degrassi was when Drake became Drake. Yeah, that's the then first time back. I heard of Degrassi. Yeah, and then went back and like backlog because yeah. the only Degrassi I knew about was the, the, the early, early old, like old, with old, Snake old. and that. Yeah, yeah, with the fucking the kid with the hat, Joey. Yeah, Joey. Right. Yeah. So most of that class, as well as the one that Drake was in, went to my former high school. Oh, so okay. that's kind of why I knew of them. Mm. And like I told you, uh, I'm not sure if we were on mic at that time. It's like my my cousin was a working actor. Okay. No, this so, is off mic. This is off mic. So I think a working actor is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. But when he when I mentioned it to him later, he's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, like... You get paid to breathe, bro. What the fuck is the problem with it? It's amazing. Yeah. But I understand you're a young kid and your friends think you're weird because you don't get, like, you don't Plus go to school probably, like them. as we see, it has hunger for other things. Right, you know right. I mean? So in which can create friction. Yeah. And I empathize with that because I'm used to creating that type of friction because of my passion of wanting to elevate the city and the culture forward. Mm-hmm. So I saw a lot of me and him. Yeah. And then fast forward, we never talk about that moment. He hits me up. And he's like, yo, I think you're going to be the next little X, which is like, yo, this is my fucking dream. Does someone actually say that? <laughs> Holy shit. And he's like, I want to shoot all, all my videos because I saw you do the foundation one. So fast forward, I shoot the video for my crew. It was Rochester Medic, produced by Tone Mason. Mm. And, um, 
and and we shoot it and we got like a car that leans in this incredible wall and we got ponytails in it Jeez, and she's dancing ponytail, right? and then we had a bunch of other incredible dancers i forget your names i apologize if you hear this just like at me so i can follow you um <laughs> ken masters was in it Whoa. ken masters juking, the wise guys yeah juking a girl cat <laughs> was in it so it's like wow. there's like a bunch of people and i wrote this um this treatment at after I wrote the treatment for is Rochester, a new day. Oh yeah, this is out there. Yeah, that, what's it go called? to YouTube.com backslash Simply Sterling. It's my old channel Jeez. when I was known as just oh, Sterling, and you and you can check it out. All my past videos are there, uh, but it's there. So we're gonna share it on the Twitter. You can okay, also no. go look at the uh, replacement girl. Replacement video girl. Yeah, there. it it needs help. It's not really the doing well on the spins. CTV it's only at twenty five million. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kill I me. wish uh, I wish I had guys. monetized. Yo, strange thing. Like, if anyone associated with Drake hears this, for some reason, there's a claim put in on the video that some random artists own the song. That Yeah, it happens. Yeah. And that I'm just happens. like, they definitely do not own it. So, Drake, get your money. Because <laughs> I never monetized I it. And Drake I should have because uh, it could have put my money. kid through school. But, yeah, whatever. <laughs> off that yeah. YouTube? Cause no, I, I doubt it. I'm telling you. Yo, bro. Off 25 million. 25 million wouldn't do no, it? No. no? What no. does that turn into? You know the money, I yeah. guess. It's like, what, like? Hundred bucks? bucks? No, no, no it's, it's far like, past that. But it's, like it's not eight, school. It's like money. well, Canadian school. I just need eight k. No, eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was you good. get hit probably yeah, about. Right? Yeah, you cool. get you could get probably about five to eight k off that. Yeah, yeah, I definitely didn't get it. Yeah, um, but anyways, um, so yeah, so I I start to direct. Shout out to Keisha Shante. The reason why I started to direct shout is because Keisha Shante. Shante. This episode that yeah. is a it's very rare so shout out. So yeah, so um. Yeah, cr crazy thing. I'm on set as a wardrobe sty stylist. So I started off in the business trying to get in. Yeah. Like, and I was always known as the kind of white kid that dressed real good. Mm -hmm. So guy by the name of Damon Green, who owned Lounge. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Damon Community. Had, had, yeah. So he hired me after I left Nike and I was his merchandiser. Mm -hmm. And the way that it is when you work for Damon is that you do yep. everything. Yep. So, it, right. And you know, because you worked for him as well. Because I worked for Damon right. as well. <laughs> exactly. So, so I was working there and I was starting to get into the business as a wardrobe stylist. As I told you, I just, I styled Drex and kind of helped them out. And yeah. I was known for my style. Uh, and, from there, I'm on Keisha's set for I forget what video. Bad boy. Got to be the no, first one. No, 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 no. Was it? No, it was no. It was like her third single off of the first album, or or like fifth single. But anyways, the label had asked the director to write 72 versions of the treatment, and it was Harv the D. And he's incredible. Versions. So he was like, "I'm out. This is fucked." <laughs> I had a great thought, and now it's like Who's I don't even director? know when I'm Harv. Wes Anderson. Yeah, no, Harv. Harv. Harv who? If, Harvey? No, his Steve. He Harvey. went by Harv, just Harv okay. with an exclamation point. Okay. Oh, so yes. Harv was dope. Harv Harv's done some great work. He's done films. He's like super accomplished. He was an amazing guy. Mm -hmm. So I'm on set and I'm working with Keisha and I know her and I know her mom and I know her hair styles from all friends. And Harv is just kind of checked out because the label just kind of put him through the ringer on the full thing. Like mm -hmm. he was just like, Ugh. yeah, seventy-two versions. Yeah, like he's crazy, just like, though. so on shoot day, he's like, I'm sorry, bro, I'm kind of over this. I know it's a big deal to you, but and he'd shot like Memphis Bleak. He'd done a di like a bunch of different like at that point. Like he's done more stuff since then, but yeah. at that point, I'm like, you work with Rockefeller? Oh shit, he was crazy. So and then Shane. So the I'm rescue. directing Keisha while he's just Fucking not really off. into it because <laughs> yeah. he's pissed. So I'm like, yo, on the shot, like when you come up and do it. So I'm kind of giving her 
directions to be sexy and this and that, that. And the producer comes Were you doing by. it while it was like rolling too? No, no, no. We no. need more to the camera, baby. No, 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 no. More to the camera. No, no, no. <laughs> it was just me trying to be like one-on-one, trying to help her out. Yeah. And the producer comes over and goes, hey, why don't you fucking direct? And like anyone that knows <laughs> the <laughs> etiquette of being on set is that you're not supposed to talk to the talent unless you're the director. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'm there and I'm like, oh no, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm worried. I'm fired. Like, I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah. I'm fired. And he's like, no, no, seriously, I was watching you. You're great. Mm. You should direct. And I go, oh, okay. I'll start today. Yeah. And he yeah. goes, sure. And walks away. And I look at Keisha and go, what the fuck just happened? And she's <laughs> yeah, like, this I. Is straight out of a movie. This she's like, kid. Yeah. I was like, who am I, Ferris Bueller? Like, she's crazy. I want that him. Kid, right? So I was like, <laughs> okay. So then, so then he rallies back. He goes, talk to me when we're on lunch. So I go over and I'm like, hey, like, so once again, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't know if he was joking still. He's like, no, yeah. no, no, no. It's great. It's great. You should direct. I'm like, I don't even know how to start. And he's like, just start to write a treatment. I go, what the fuck's a treatment? What is a treatment? Mm. Because like this is crazy. Like Google's not that old. So, so this shit, <laughs> right? Like this shit isn't that like like I'm, it's like, not your first thought to I'm, even go to that place, right. even if it exists. Like it was there, but it's like no one's like well, oh nobody was like no Google, Google that. No one's <laughs> posting how to write yeah. a treatment. Yeah. when Google's three years old. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. It was it was like how to find a restaurant or a cell phone number. <laughs> yeah. That's all it was. What movies right? are playing? Right. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, cool. So I started to write treatments. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I met another director, another production company. And because I was part of a crew, I started to put in grants to get video facts. Okay. And I started to get them. And like I said, so I did the foundation, turn it up. And that did very well. It was up for an MMVA. No, it wasn't up for Was there much fact? There was point? there was much fact, which so, doesn't exist yeah, anymore. Exactly. Well, it's okay because fuck them. They only gave me one video, I think, Duh. or two. Replacement uh, girl was one of them. No, actually. Uh, well, since they're done, I can now out them. So, oh wait, hold on. Uh, this is an extra gravy exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. So, so the head of much fact was nice enough to meet with me after turning me down for that grant because mm-hmm. huh? we did not get a video fact for or it was called vi- video fact then just turned it into much fact much for replacement girl mm-hmm. and i was stunned because i'm like and they had turned down six prior like six other artists and songs and the treatments were amazing like i should have got them yeah um and i was like why didn't i get it and and sh- and she said, I'm surprised you didn't. I thought you did an amazing job. But let me go through the notes. And this is like, she's not supposed to do this. Yeah, or, the- sorry, no, not she. He? No, we know it's a she. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Uh, so she, like, uh, sorry, I'm out of you. But <laughs> she went through it and like basically said that the feedback, oh, and Farley Flex didn't vote that round. And she's like, usually if Flex is there, he gives a little bit of input because he's the only kind of hip hop head. Yeah. And I'm like, Hold on. If Farley Flex is the only one here to make to sure things don't go up. south, yeah. we're fucked. fucked yeah. Right? I so mm-hmm. the exact sentence was verbatim. Didn't believe he had hit potential. Hand to God. Much fact didn't believe in Drake. This is this No, no. Is, it's it's not they didn't believe they it. They specifically the said, yeah, because they have to hear the song in order to say yay or nay. They wow. specifically said he does not have hit making potential i believe if we check the stats he has more hits than anyone else in the history of music yep, yep. okay that so matter, that so that is why we didn't was, get a grant and was that was that company in any way affiliated with uh degrassi's production at all you know what it's strange because the company that um 
paid Drake at the point in time can also control much fact. Hmm. And then well, and then fast forward. Hmm. They they also refused to cover the onset footage of us shooting the video. Luckily, Lori, who was a executive producer on eTalk at the time, said, fuck Ooh. that. Brought Basil Williams, who's Master T's brother. Jeez. Who was, shout out to Master, Master T. T. Shout out to Tony. Pioneer. And shout out to his son, Khalif, who's killing yes, it at balling. Providence. He's balling yep, out of control. That's out. my boy. Yep. Um, so once again, art, ball, culture. That's what I'm about. Boom. So uh, ABCs. So... <laughs> Master T's brother comes out with Lori because I think they were the only two black people in the building mm, right. and they shoot the footage of us on set. That's the behind the scenes. That is, that's the, behind that's the, that is the only footage that CTV has of Drake uh, and it was done against them wanting them to do it. The best part of that video and honestly was the casting? dancing casting auditions because oh, yeah. I know every single girl. You're welcome for that. <laughs> So did I. <laughs> and what's crazy is you didn't see the others. Did you get any bribes sexually? Um, Be honest. Did you get nudes? Were they Be honest. Nude there, was, there was nudes. Was there were nudes. There were nudes. Yeah. There was, so there was video, nude appearance Shane. during the actual oh, audition. Oh, my. Yeah, her dress rode up all the way, and she did not care. Amen. Wow. So it was great. So I think. They Everyone were trying to get it. chose early. Yeah. They, early. They saw the star potential in Drake, too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, a lot of the girls, like, it was... Well, they knew Trey Songz was going to be there, too. No, he was not known no? at that point. Oh, no one okay. cared about him. He had one song. Well, not that they didn't care. Just got to make it. In, in yeah, Canada, they just, just knew that it. one song, yeah, and that, that was it, right? So oh. he, he wasn't the main draw. Mm-hmm. I, like, just to be honest, like, I heavily relied on... Uh, girlfriends and exes for it the casting. It looked like yeah. one of those videos, but it just so happened that you guys were all friends and had exes that were like the Hot. elite girls yeah. Yeah. in you guys Toronto. Put all your exes in your like when we're video. talking about, yeah, it's Nadia. not you guys. It was like three of us. There was Nadia. We had Tasia. We we had <laughs> Nadia Tasia. I'm dead yeah. ass. We we <laughs> had <laughs> we had twenty two principal girls there. It, at that point in time, I think it was the highest amount of principal girls ever in a Canadian video. Was man saying catty yet? Was catty even a word? No. Catty wasn't a thing no, yet. No, no, no. 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 Not not so what was it then? Boom skettles? Skett. Skett boom. Isn't that a UK I look all skack boom, though. Skett back then? Yeah, for sure. Oh, shit. Yo, it's a girl. I don't know if it's a skett, man. She's a skett, blood lover. Cut off, blood. So anyways, so yeah, so we... We do that, and that was kind of my first chance to work with someone that wasn't part of my actual team, mm-hmm. and it was, it was great, um, and it worked out very well. Like worked that worked, video. Worked I, I gotta say, for the you can tell that it was low budget, but you could tell that you guys didn't. You guys, didn't you couldn't stick tell to then. the basics. You you couldn't tell then. No, not on, then. Because on because on one hundred and six Park. Oh, there's tons of videos everything. like that. Like no, but it was like it was at that type of level. Like it looked like a little X hype. Williams no, video. seriously, but exactly. I'm talking about looking yeah. back at it from now. Oh, from now. Looking back oh. at it, I just watched it yesterday. If I shot that now, what it would it would nothing. Actually, it would oh. just be shot better because the equipment's better. It would yep. be in HD. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. Like you could tell that it was you guys didn't have too much to work with, but you utilized as much. If as you saw it possible. on television, it mm. looked better because back then. 
they wouldn't export an HD version of the video unless you paid another eight hundred dollars. Jesus Christ! Nah, that's when the technology right? had to catch up. So I, so the actual video is, uh, it's like a three sixty instead of like because the next one up is six eighty and then you know like it goes higher and then it's like ten eighty is yeah is yeah. what so that video is what's showing three eighty three eighty or three sixty something like yeah yeah it was like some bullshit and I begged to get a a, a higher one they're like no because you have to scan the actual film like it was real film like yeah. that movies shoot with, yeah right and back then it's like if you ran out of film you couldn't finish the video so you had to shoot it very carefully and <laughs> shooting slow oh, slow geez. motion means more film goes through Those so it lit like it literally makes a like you hear it just running through and that's just money so oh, that's my, gotta be my, annoying. My. so yeah so it was like great experience like drake put all of his own cash into it so it's like like if you look at the very end it says Aubrey graham productions like video fact did not pay for it mm -hmm. it was him he believed in my talents i believed in his it was really it was really really great but it was also where if you look at the tail end of that it's one of the first videos that said uh started uh sorry built from the ground up mm. right which at was, the end yeah which yeah, was yeah, our yeah. foundation branding because like kind of starts from the ground like up. starting from the bottom it's kind of similar yeah kind of similar but for me it was an ode to my mom and dad Mm. who had hustled their asses off yeah. and it worked self-made right self-made and that's what it meant mm. to me so it was it meant something special to me to have that in there but it was also uh, like an ode to my crew that even though they weren't in the video, the video they're still, still part, part of it, of it. Part of I it. still yeah. want to give them that nod and mm. at like as a team player who came up with the purple me me so that um, whole video is purple and black yeah so mm -hmm. the concept in me being scottish as i mentioned um and my name being sterling is the is the first uh my middle name though is mcalpine and the first king of the scots is king mcalpine, McAlpine. and if you look at rochester's logo it looks like it's a scottish kind of yep, crest definitely so everything about me i always kind of put into my work so i'm very authentic i always do that even the reps so, up crest kind of it kind of bites. It was. Rochester. It was yeah. definitely. Um, it was definitely similar. Definitely inspired, probably. Mm -hmm. um, those guys were there on that set as well, and they said, "Hey, we're reps up." And I'm like, "Cool." It's like I didn't know them at the time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there it is. So the the purple is to bring forth a note of royalty. Okay. Right. So it was about royalty. So wheeling it back to when I was telling you that I first sat down with 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 Drake about this is that I sat down with Drake prior to doing the video with him and I had to hire on a wardrobe stylist mm -hmm. because as I mentioned, I was doing that prior and my mm. producer said, listen, you can't style it and direct. You got to focus. Do it all. Yep. And I'm like, I kind of want to do it all. And he's like, sorry, bro, you got to hire another cool white guy. That's what he said. And wow. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> so I know a cool white guy <laughs> who worked at lounge right yeah. after I left. His name was Oliver. Okay. Oliver's now. So he so was. Hold on, wait a second. Uh, you can't you, just did skate you, past that. Did you found so, OVO? <laughs> who the fuck are you, dog? <laughs> so basically, you introduced who is now we know now is Drake's manager. So Oliver, I didn't. Oh, okay. Matt Matt Barnes had been reached out to by Drake to oh. do a photo shoot 
literally at the same time that I was connecting Oliver to Drake. Oh, shout out to Matt. And Oliver, yeah, and he's a friend of mine as well. So Matt, so Matt Barnes and me were cool, and he wanted to direct, and I was trying to direct and all that type of stuff. So I would give him. Wants to direct. He did at that point in time. He was thinking about it. So like I would kind of point clients towards him to do shoes because I loved his work. Think about the same Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes a basketball player. Okay. No, 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 not Matt. That's all. I'm like, what? My nigga Matt not Barnes, Matt Barnes, Barnes. White not team? Matt Barnes on Golden State. Matt like, Barnes from Toronto. He's British. For, yeah, he was a British photographer living in Canada, and I didn't know he was British. and I did a photo shoot with um, a girl who Drake and I are both mutually friends with. And Matt Barnes, <laughs> why did you say it like that? Like y'all ran saying we're just no. I'm not <laughs> saying that. No, no, it was it was a girl that I was friends with, and then later he was friends what with. Kind of friends. We were friends. So she's in another one of my videos, and as I've said, of course she usually, is. usually exes or girls that I'm friends with have appeared mm-hmm. in my videos. Shout to you all. That friends seemed like a coded yeah. word. So loaded. anyway, so I so I believe tracking it in. That's how Drake heard about Matt Barnes. Yeah, was through her. Okay, and then Oliver's like, "Yo, I'm just about to shoot him, and it's good that we're talking about this shoot because what are you looking to do?" And I'm like, "Bro, like literally." We got to get him into leaner jeans because, like, the shit, everything was baggy back then. I wanted leaner. I wanted cleaner. Yeah. I was like, yo, he needs to be in Nikes because I was talking to my people at Nike saying, listen, real talk, I found the next Jay-Z. Wow. So you were trying to make that. You were working on that connection from jump. Shout out to my boy Charles from Nike who sent Drake and Trey a box of shoes for them to wear. If you look at the video, they're wearing only Nikes, mm. and it was and they were courtesy of Nike. True. Uh, so it was it was very very yep, dope. I see them. the checks. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I was trying to connect all those pieces because, like I said, I thought all that was needed was this synergy of branding, identity, marketing, and and leveraging a multinational brand like Nike to kind of add some cachet to them. Mm-hmm. To any artist. He was the guy that I just felt was the most passionate and the most driven. So as we sat down at my apartment on Montgomery Avenue, as they sat on my beige ultra suede sofa, in front of my in front of my low slung coffee table, where I had carefully placed out very, very particular publications. Those were GQ, mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Fader, and Wallpaper. The Fader. The Fader. So wow, Fader's old. So Fader's, yeah, Fader's so Fader was on now I don't remember what number was, but it was the cover with the roots on it. I think that was number two or three. Oh shit. Right? So it's just begun. Right. Okay. So I I had this plan. And like I told him, I was like, bro, now keep in mind he had City is mine. He being Drake. Drake. Had. And City is mine and do what you do. City, right? Big, those two big right? Now, bear, bear in mind, knowing what his his vibe is now. Yeah, those two songs are completely different than his 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 main notion as to what he's about. Mm-hmm. So, me going back to the point where I found out, like I was thinking, oh, he's a working actor. This is cool. Like I thought mm-hmm. it was cool. My cousin, who's twenty five years older than me, is a working actor. He's been in movies like. Halloween, he was like the, the like spokes. Yeah, he's Bob who gets stabbed in the chest and then hung up on a wall Mm. after making out with a girl. Look at that movie. Never watched that movie. John Graham is his name. John Graham. So, um, so yeah, he's like 30 years 
older than me, 25, 30 years old. I mean, he's the same age as my dad. So, um, so I always thought it was cool to be a working actor, get paid mm-hmm. to breathe. So, and knowing that in the back of my mind, and knowing that he had told me that he was about to go to a audition for an Oprah movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I came yeah, up yeah, with yeah, this, 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 movie. this like notion. <laughs> yeah. I was like, listen, you have to be an artist of aspiration. You have to be the artist that men want to be and women want to be with. This is mm-hmm. my pitch to him. As no. I'm like, work with me. Yeah. And <clears throat> I then say, you have to be the type of artist that gets on a plane with a Louis Duffel. And what's great about Drake is that he is deeply inquisitive and wants to know the why. And anyone that can identify greats is that they have a passion for the why. To breaking things down. To break it down, break it down right? Detail. So he goes, why? Mm-hmm. Or what is that? Or it was something... What would that do? Trying to clarify that. It's like, why... Why is that image Why, important? What, what does that mean? Yeah. Right. So I say, because he goes, what's a Louis duffel? Mm-hmm. And I go, well, a Louis duffel is a Louis Vuitton duffel bag. Now, Oliver got it because he's style king. Yeah. Like that guy's, he just oozes swag. Like yep. he's next level. So he used to make me feel like shit walking into fucking ransom. Rightfully so. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't be in there looking dusty, bro. <laughs> looking like, dusty. Just right? give me that look. So I'd yeah, like, he'd just oh, be like, what the fuck? And he wouldn't leave his Mac. He'd just have the playlist <laughs> yep. going. He'd be like, <laughs> and what he up? And you. then, yeah, just be like, what the fuck <laughs> you doing? That's his thing. The only thing you would get there is bad service. It was incredible. It was so yep, good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. And they made a shirt of that, I think, at, good, at Goodfoot. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I went to Goodfoot and all I got was, was bad, bad service. service. Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. Wow. Shout out to Matt George, who owned Goodfoot, Goodfoot and Ransom. Yeah. So, those are the days. Eh? Yeah, right? So, yeah, good for Ransom. Nomad. 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 Upstairs was Stussy as Livestock. well. Livestock. Yeah. Livestock that was, or around the, was, or was around is the corner. Is it still there? Still there. Livestock is, but yeah. Livestock's yeah. still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, talk to him about being aspirational mm-hmm. because he was like, the video he had asked me to shoot was City is Mine. I'm like, bro, I don't want to do a typical Toronto mandem. Yep. Mandem on the block, you with a bunch of dudes behind you. Like, I want to break the city like i like i want us to go to the next level not do another posse cut video mm-hmm. um so he's like okay came up with replacement girl where he actually originally sang the hook and then he said he was going to get trey on it and it was amazing it was mm-hmm. good it was this and that, that so anyways dope song my thing was getting with the louis duffel because what that means is is that you're the type to jump on a plane at a moment's notice and you only carry a duffel bag mm. because you only bring what you need Quick and tips. and if you need more you'll just buy, buy it there mm. right and he's like oh shit so he totally got it so with that being said it's interesting enough that one of his first photo shoots is literally him carrying, a, duffel carrying a Louis duffel bag I, mean, I was just gonna say right immediately when he said that I was like oh and, my yeah. god right yeah. so so this guy listens that's the part. This guy listens. Is it the one where he's in the purple hoodie? No. This is he was wearing I, a, I had a, question about a that white cum day <laughs> garçon shirt. Yeah. With his head the, down oh, holding yeah, Louis Oh, yeah. I remember that picture. Right? So yeah, and, that was a big pick. and then I like cause me, I always and you know from when I first met, like I met Marlon at the Apple store where I told him never to cut lines in his eyebrows because it's <laughs> going to prevent him from getting work. It's good times. Right? And he's Pre-cutting like, nah, man. Eyebrows. Eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, while out. Yeah. So, <laughs> the game is mine. I'll never foul out. I saw what Marlon was going to be now 
when he was in grade 12. Like, I could just see it. So I was trying to forecast where things should go. So the reason why I laid out GQ and the fader and wallpaper was, I like I literally said, the type of publications you have to be on the cover for first mm-hmm. are like GQ and fader. Yeah. Which, ironically enough, are his two first covers. Oh, yeah. Wow. GQ, the one, was that the one where it was like black and white? And he had like the button up with the silhouette. He's been on I think water. it was the one where he's pulling his collar and yeah, making, yeah, he's I making a little face. Yeah, yeah. That's the one, yeah. So, um, but they had covered him first, and then he got a cover later. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he listens, mm. and most people just go, yeah, 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 because or, or that's not me. That's not me. right. Whereas, like this guy, you can hear information, but if you won't have the passion and drive to actually put it into action. Mm-hmm. It's just words. It's just, yeah. So he can take that and put it in. Right. It's like, like this is a guy who believed in a kid from Ajax and his beats. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's Boy Wonder. Like, most people are like, who are you? Why should I listen to you? Like, he just has a way of identifying what's dope. You know what I mean? And surrounding himself with people that are dope. Yep. Right? That can amplify his talents. Great team. Right? Absolutely. Oh, the best. Great team. The best. So, like, that's... That's what really started me off in terms of where I was going. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to him. And and we would mostly talk back then about like either hip-hop or ball. Why did things also, extend also further business-wise with you two? Um, I don't know. Um, I, 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 I really can't say. I, I, I can't say that I know that um, he's an alpha and I'm an alpha. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if with my passion if his voice would have been overridden by mine and mm. maybe it's just not so best it's one of those things to not yeah conflict about stuff like that you know definitely. what i mean because he definitely has a vision and he got what he needed out of me mm-hmm. right it's like i was there to serve that role definitely. um you know would love to work with the guy of course he's my favorite rapper and the amount of times i got in fights with very very well-known influencers <laughs> who said Every artist from Toronto is trash who are now invited to his concert every single time, yet oh. I still got the text receipts oh. saying different. Oh, just saying. Just receipts saying. Receipts are out there. Just watch them. Can back, you send those man. and we, we can See, redact the names? Here's a little <laughs> something about me. I had iCloud since it was mobile me. So I have oh, everything fuck. now. This guy, contractor. this guy has receipts. Oh, so. Decade-old receipts. The people that were down with him from the very start and identified it were Angel from Concrete Loop, Marcus Troy from MarcusTroy.com, Leslie from What's Really Good Mag, which is WRG.com. Yeah. Uh, well, co- coincidentally, let's talk about that. Ooh. So if you Google... OTA Live. Yep. Shane, I already know what you're going to say. Shane Sterling and Shaw Claire. <laughs> the question was asked, who was going to be the artist that was first going to break through out of Toronto? And I said, you and guys already know who it is. And they said, well, you're just saying that because you work with them. What year is this? 2007? Jeez! Two call years it before 07. it happened. Right. Yeah. So I then said, and, and here's it going deeper. I had a theory. I said, what is the date that Outcast first came out? Mm-hmm. And and then those guys knew. And I said, okay, great. Now let's go to 2007. The distance yeah, between Outcast's first album and now is the distance between Cardi's first album and the first artist breaking through. The exact amount of years was the exact year that Drake had the number one album, his first number one. Wow. 
You can Google it. It's on. Yep, links there. Mm-hmm. It's there, right? I yeah, called it. it I called yeah, it right there. I called it to the year, <laughs> That's right? Crazy. Because culture moves in cycles. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? So that was just my feeling, and I thought that he would be the guy because he was he was the smartest. He was the most sorry is smartest, mm-hmm. most passionate, most dedicated, hardest worker. You know, like. His like you could feel his passion. The intellect you know I mean? seems to be was, something that was prevalent from the jump. Like you, and it was the it only was time I had been in a room with another artist in Canada, where he didn't feel Canadian. No, it was <laughs> his. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, I it's, exactly it's like I was totally comfortable with his cockiness. Oh, okay, because I knew what it was like in the states, and if you didn't have it, you, yeah, you were going to be eaten yeah. alive. You need that bravado. And coming from a bat, like a basketball point of view, when I was playing ball at the University of Michigan, had a Nike camp that I got invited to. Like the level of competition there was so extreme that when I came back here, it was a cakewalk. Mm. Yep. And I wasn't even talking trash, but my energy was so high that people thought I was being rude. Like mm. I played in a game at West Hummer where the gym had to be locked up because the crowd tried to jump on the court and stab people because I hit a three at the end of the half and bowed like I was Reggie Miller Jesus and they rushed the court Christ. because during that year wow. is when people were getting stabbed during games. That, so There was a year? Oh yeah, a year like where gyms just get locked in off Toronto? in Toronto. Yeah, right, Rexdale, Rexdale, West Hummers in Rexdale. Right. But so, that was like a thing, like a, it was a an thing. ongoing it was a thing. thing. Yeah, it was so a thing. Games, like, like how many people would you say got stabbed three? in that year? Three, out of in ball one game. year. Yeah, yeah. Fuck three up. different ball yeah. games. A yeah. man got shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Toronto yeah. was like mad grimy, but like no one heard about it. No, it was. It was grand. It wasn't social media. Like if yeah. it went three down now, three men got shanked in their yeah. ball clothes. That's crazy though. Yeah, there was a tournament when dude got beat up in the locker room and then he ran out on court and he was all bloodied. He was like, Aah! it was like the most, it, it, there was a, a game tournament. going on. There was a game going going on and he's at half, half court dissolved. It was mad. And he just walked, Adrian! Yeah, it was like, Adrian! It, was, it was crazy. Adrian! But anyways, like that type of energy was so dope, but he had the ability to manage it better than me because, mm. um, Maybe because he was used to taking direction and being on set and mm-hmm. all that type of stuff, and I was more probably just a live wire. I've mellowed and <laughs> and learned I things. Found, I found God. I found no, God. well, yeah, but <laughs> it was. But it's. Now. But it, it was. It was that. Um, you know the way that Braun in the second half of the last game he just started to shoot jays. Yep. Yeah. Right, because he's like, okay, I, there's going to be a game three. He's and like, this one's done. done. Yeah. So. I didn't learn, so I'd still be going hard. I'm going straight to the basket. Yeah, like dumb. Winded. Dumb. Yeah, <laughs> just risking like, Totally dumb. <laughs> Whereas now I'm like, oh, like pick your spots, right? Mm-hmm. Because I was always about being right because I'm so passionate about this city and this culture that it's either you're right or you're fucking it up. Yeah. And there's people that were in the way then and they're still in the way now. Wow. Speak right? On that, man. And, and it's very concerning to me because if if a person is known as a gatekeeper, who stands in front of gates that are good? Nobody I know. No one. I'm climbing that shit. They're right? always guarding what's good. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. So if you're a gatekeeper, it means that you're doing something bad. Yep. And these gatekeepers are the same guy that passed on Drake, or same guys that passed on Drake, that passed on Party. Like, bro, I had a conversation. Are they old heads? They 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 think they are young. Mm. Yeah, see, right, and and that's the problem with a lot of music industry. And what is what is the most confusing thing is that 
they are also the same type of people that have uh, accused friends of mine of being too urban. Too urban. Now, the Cold people... Word. Yeah. Now, <laughs> what's crazy is that the two people they called too urban were Matt Mogul and Brooklyn Brand. Shout out to my brothers. Mm. And the... And the people that said this were also black, and called them too urban. I know those t- those Yo, Uncle Toms though. We, we know those a Uncle bunch Toms. of Uncle Toms up there. In the and I was like, the I'm worst. the white guy. Why is this happening? They this makes no sense. There's a their, bunch. Get their bread, and they're right. afraid to to think outside the box. Yeah, right. Which so outside the box at that time was being yeah too, too urban. urban. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was um it's been a challenge being the squeaky wheel. And always being the other, mm. and there's tons and tons more stories in which I can go on and go on and. We'll get I you back. Definitely need yeah. to I know come you back, need to but, go but like mainly just to wrap that up, like shout out to all of the incredible art artists that trusted my vision at a, at a very very young age. I appreciate you greatly. Uh, thank you to the greats that came before me, like. Lil X mm-hmm. for inspiring me to do what I do. Every time I get to say like his name, like I'm going to give him the ultimate Almost. praise because he deserves it. He's it. He deserves and, it. Um, and 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 um, you know, shout out to the whole OVO click. Like uh, you know, like it was. It, you know, Drake said it, it's like uh, at least you got to witness it. Well, at least I at least, <laughs> at least I got, you got to witness it. You know what I mean? You so got to be a part of it um, at one point. Um, yeah, it's it's like to like bookend it is like to go from a point where people thought that we were corny to go now it's like you're from toronto right you know what i mean and two kids that i met when they when they were in grade it was grade 11 i think or grade 12 it was lathan marlin and grade 12 yeah. yeah and i could see that you two were the type of guys that started to believe the at the efforts of what i had done in in the few years prior mm-hmm that those seeds have been planted so kudos to you for then carrying that torch forward with me as well because we have to rage against this machine machine (laughs) that is literally trying to control this culture hold it down Mm -hmm. and 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 just pay for their mortgage off of yeah it's it's like it's it's appalling it's not good and, and it's ruining people's lives. It's ruining people's really lives. Is. Like dead ass. Because lives. it is not fair that we put the pressure of an entire city and an entire country on one company that has three letters named OVO. Mm. They are not here to save us all. Definitely no. not. Right? And they did it without the help of Canada. Mm-hmm. Right? And luckily, they brought on more like minds that are in, incredible to help them grow and further what they are doing. But by no means should all the pressure be placed upon them. And by no means should their co-signer validation be the only form of allowing an artist allowing to break an through. Allowing artist to leave Toronto. Right? And if you get stuck in that, that mentality, that's why I always tell these artists that I run into, I'm like, don't don't think that way. Once you think that way, that's, what, that's immediately you're when trapped. you're starting to box you're yourself trapped. in. Yeah, you're trapped. Because yeah, it all starts in the mind. If you don't yeah. think it, people like Drake thought, yo, he wasn't we're going to be stuck in Toronto and blah, right? blah, blah. No. Then he wouldn't be where Drake, he's at today. <laughs> like, I remember now probably why Drake and I stopped t- stopped talking. Mm. We were at dinner at an Italian restaurant on Eglinton. It was me and his uncle and him. And for the weeks after the video, for maybe like six to eight weeks, I pushed his video by mail to every single blog mm. in North America for free. By mail. No, email, 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 email. <laughs> but email. But I did it because I believed in it. So every single blog out there that, yeah. that got a link was from me. 
right? I think it was Shane at Shane Sterling co. No, Shane at Simply Sterling dot com. Shane at Simply, simply, simply Sterling. Sterling. Wow. Yeah. So um, triple S. So <laughs> right. So so I so I would send that out there, and once again, big vision, very passionate. I was telling his uncle, shout out to Steve, that I think Drake could be the first artist to break through because of the internet. Mm-hmm. Now, Drake, rightfully so, wa- wanted to sign to Def Jam and wanted to sign to Rockefeller. Naturally. Makes sense. Naturally. Who the fuck wouldn't? wouldn't ta- yeah. Especially at that time. Right. And you're talking about a Def nine- Jam right now. You're talking him. about an 18, 19 year old Drake yeah. where it's like, bro, I just want to sign them and let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he just wants to rap. Yep. Me, I'm like, yo, that's cool, but you know what's cooler? Owning all your own shit and doing a ton of merch. Because mm-hmm. Oliver, knowing him, me He's and him worked at Lounge. Yep. And Lounge was famous for doing in-house merch, which we made more money off of the Lounge fleece merch. than off of Academics and Nietzsche, Rockaware, yep. all the other wow. brands. Damn. And Oliver knew it, and that's why they do so well at that. Yep. Right? It was an obvious sell. I was telling them, I was like, listen, do a t-shirt, print a mixtape. You sell the T-shirt for twenty five. You give away the album, mm-hmm. and because the what what they were doing yep. is that they would like not they but most folks would sell the album and give away the T-shirt. Give away the T-shirt mm-hmm. for free. I'm like, what the fuck you doing? That's backwards. a backwards hustle. Because yeah. no one wants the album. Want they the want t-shirt. the T-shirt. Because yeah. worst case is they'll wear it around the house. Exactly. Right. That's it. So they've been on that. So it's like that's where that kind of, that kind of came from. But I'm at dinner. I'm with Steve. I'm trying to tell him, and Drake got so frustrated. Because I was so passionate, Mm-mm. he basically said, "No, I'm signing Def Jam. That's all there is to it." Now there was no deal on the table from Def Jam, but yeah. that was where his focus where was. Is, yeah. And all he was hearing was me saying no, when really I was saying that would be cool. But you know but what's you even can, cooler yeah. Yeah. is being the first of your kind, because mm-hmm. I believe that he could change the world forever. Yeah. And then he left, and Steve's like, "Shane, everything you're saying makes per- perfect sense. I want to talk to him some more." Like. Uncle Steve was in uh, distribution, mm-hmm. like of like products and goods, so he got the business model. Oh, okay, but he's an old guy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. why the heck is he going to listen to his uncle? So I yeah. totally got it, but it's like luckily he would always have people around him that if he didn't get it, someone, someone did. Else would, yeah. And that's what all greats have is mm-hmm. that they have the intelligence to bring enough folks around them With that perspective. they, that they trust, yep. so that if they don't hear it the first time, they might get it a later Second time. Or third. You yep. know what I mean? Definitely. So. Shout out to him and and uh, you know my sincerest apologies for saying no, because <laughs> I, I I was just trying to do what's best for you, but you definitely found your path. And, hey, it looks uh, like you did do what's like best did, for him. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, I mean like replacement girl, the OVO purple OVO brand, brand GQ Nike. Three years old Nike from Jump. Three years old art gallery what was, what was logos, <laughs> logos as well. I was wanted something to get a logo done because he like I was like you need branding you need that. Wow, Shane and came up with the owl. No, I didn't come up with the owl. I didn't come up with the owl. I didn't come. But shout out to Sean who did Drake's first logo though. Okay. Yeah, different one. It, it was it, it was a D. Sean Perkins did a, a D. It's like a basketball. It's cool. It was just a D. No. Perkins. Yeah, it was just a D for Drake, and then I think like Brian. Yeah, it was like a fancy flourishy D. Okay, I nice. I got it still. Yeah, yeah I'm not a typography person, so it was yeah, like no, it was a cool. Comic Sans. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't comic. It was a calligraphy. Yes, it was. It was. It was kind of Rochester esque. Oh, okay. It was kind of had a Britishy type of vibe to it. Nice. It was cool. That's dope, man. Well, yeah, man. Thank, thank you for you. being here. Thank I gotta rush and grab yeah. my son from AAU basketball. Late. No, do that. You are hella late. Get yeah. the, I got to head to Scarborough. <laughs> Shout out to Reps Up. Thank you for coming through, man. I'm going thank to Mother so Teresa much. right now to get Kenya. MT? Jeez. 
Shout out to Tapscott and Sewell's one time. There you go. Um, Shout out to so Roxanne on Whispering through. Willow for oh, wow. giving it up back in the day. Shout out. Wow. <laughs> Old box. Um, dusty box. <laughs> thank no, you so much dusty. for coming through. We really, really appreciate it. Yo, we no always problem. want to Gems. hear these these. Turn stories. on the air next time. I'm sweating. Shout out to Instagram Live right what? now. We're live? We've been Who's live. There? We live. They, hey, in your microphone. follow me <laughs> at Sterling Notes. Follow me as well, Vanguard Toronto, Artball Culture, ABC, ABC, know what's up, and uh, follow my son's AAU team, Union Toronto as well, at A- Union Toronto, Union and no, at Union Toronto, and um, yeah, that's good, and follow that dude McFly if you don't. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Nope. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming through, man. Really my pleasure. We got to get you back talk. on because I know you got more. More Toronto stories for us, yeah. so um, we're definitely gonna get you back on. Of course, you have your own podcast. Yes, the Faculty Co., which you yes. can get on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, mm-hmm. everywhere good pods are. Marlon was on yep. for a episode, and it was incredible. So please follow us. Shout out to uh, my boy Biz Brown. Biz. Um, the Biz. Yeah, the, the business. The business. Uh, oh, did we all just do that? I've got a business story as well. Oh man, I got so uh, much. No, you gotta come back. You gotta, you gotta come back. back. Yo, why they almost tried to sue me? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, thank you so much. Um, so yo, you guys know that we have the manifesto tickets. The contest is still going on, but it ends right. Now, nigga, because it's, it's basically this right? Sunday. So this is like yeah, <laughs> the last chance we have to announce it. And um, yeah, we uh, we saw all of the submissions. We got a ton of submissions in the past two weeks. Been amazing, uh, unbelievable stories. Some of them just crazy. Yeah, some like straight up like some like, straight what? angels are out here, bro. Like I feel like a, a piece of shit reading these. Yeah, that's. I'm like, like I, I could do more. more. <laughs> I could do more. Um, in the community. Big shout out first of all to Rap Season. Shout out to my nigga Drea um, for the tickets for Manifesto that we will be giving you guys. And I know we told you guys that it would be the goodest youth and a friend yeah, would be getting the ticket. Like two tickets, but I heard. But now we feel like giving all good youths a ticket. We're a little uh, generous. Yeah, so we're gonna be giving all the good youths if you submitted um, something already. You will automatically get a free ticket. We're gonna be at Echo Beach. Is that where? It, that's where it is, yeah, right? Echo, Echo Beach. Yeah. We're gonna be at Echo Beach at the entrance for half an hour. If you guys uh, want to uh, come pick up the tickets, you guys would love to attend. You guys can come through. We can take a pic. We can meet you guys. Say yeah, what up. Love to meet you guys in person. Yeah, great. We're gonna be having the tickets, giving them away. Um. Definitely, we'll be in front of the TD Echo Beach at three o'clock to three thirty. I think that's a good time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the Get show starts early. around that time. Exactly. And um, yeah, we'll be right near the entrance. Uh, we'll tweet it out. We'll tweet exactly. out a picture of where we're standing or Instagram or we'll whatever. Be on Instagram and all that shit. So. Uh, and yeah, just come through, pick up your ticket. And these are for the people who have already submitted. If you're listening to this now and you're like, oh shit, let me go fucking oh, yeah. snake the man them and just put up a good you. I'll just call Magic Johnson a good you and done. Nah, nah too be. late, fam. Nah, be. anyone who already entered, guess what? You're coming to you're manifesto. You're coming to this manifesto week. this Sunday. All y'all. Sorority, Sean Leon, Tika Simone, F- Darren Philan, uh, uh, Jid Jordan. Uh, Jordan, the internet. It's okay. going to be a fucking dope-ass day. 
Uh, we'll be in a in a cloud of smoke yes, somewhere. Utmost smoke. Yes, indeed, indubitably. Indubitably, please <laughs> come up. We'd love to meet you guys. Yes, like, yes. Please, we want to meet you guys in person. So once again, if you submitted a good youth already and you guys hashtag tagged us, you will be receiving tickets. Just gotta meet us out at the front of TD Echo Beach, three o'clock on Sunday. We'll be there for half an hour only. Niggas ain't waiting for you all day. Nope. Cause we trying to see some performances. See some performances. So. Come through, do what it do, do. and uh, sure. niggas like Jason gonna close out the show. Got a, he got a song for the show. I do got a song. A close What's the out song, song for the show? I didn't even get to to tell y'all yeah, my what, song for the show. The I opened the the show with uh, Brent Fayaz, Insecure. Hey. Brent Fayaz, if you guys have not heard him, he is on the Gold Link track, I believe. Which one? Crew. I see Ooh. money all around me. Is he the one that's singing the hook? She looks like all the man. That might be yep. the best hook of that, recent memory. That, that hook Can got me. That got me. I wasn't a huge Gold, look, gold Link fan that hook is everything, until though. I heard that song. The Crew is a dutty track. Her Side Story is a duttier track. But, Her Side is duttier. But The Crew can grind on the thing. I see money Definitely. on the... So Shout yeah. out to Brent Fayaz, Insecure. That was what we started the show with. And we also... Posted on Spotify and iTunes, yeah. uh, the ins and outs playlist. It's up. What is what is the ins and outs playlist? playlist? Uh, so basically, all the songs that we play at the beginning and end of our episodes, we're just gonna be collecting them all into a playlist. It's gonna be long running. Um, we want to share the music that we play here. So uh, if you guys are ever wondering, oh, what's that song? What's that song? It's on the playlist. We'll be sharing it every now and again on our social feeds. So keep a lookout for that on iTunes and Spotify. Um, yep, definitely. Yeah. So uh, to end the show, we have a girl that was featured on a Danny uh, Danny Caesar track, Caliuchis, with a track called Tyrant. Her voice is so soothing. Featuring and soft. Georgia Smith, you know uh, mm. that's your girl, right? Mm. Look a sweet Tina that. Track is called Tyrant. Georgia's a little sweet Tina that. I seen a picture. Yo, you know when you're bald and still fired, that you're super fired, bro. Like you're. I could rub your bald head and and still get a stiffy, bro. Like, yo, that's a wild thing still. Yeah, yo. But yeah, shout out to you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. I'm Marlon. I'm Jason. And this was The Extra Gravy. We out. All I hear is sirens And the world's so violent Would you be a tyrant If I gave you power Would you take it out? Look me in my iris I can read your silence 